Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my wearing a flannel because it's that time of year co-host Alexander Volts. Say hello. Perfect Christmas time, Ben. Indeed. Indeed. We, we Actually, by the time this comes out, we'll be a little bit closer. A little Christmas, bit closer. Not quite. It is a Christmas band. This is Every Album Ever. Uh, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today's discography is... Fear. Your Lee is... is I've had lots a, of practice. It's hard. <laughs> I've been listening to Fear since I was 13, probably. 13, something like that. I banked, I banked on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so familiar with Fear, but like... Oh, man. I, I've only heard... Out of out of their all their albums too, because That's, sorry to spoil it for you guys, but they're only known for one album, and yeah. this episode shouldn't even really exist. Honestly, this isn't like a, a a a really thorough discography with like a really deep band where we have to really dissect what went into each album. You got one dude who fucking landed on a gold mine and milked it for like 30, 40 years. Still milking it. Still milking it. Uh, and man, boy, do I, I hope leaving never sees this because he will fucking beat the shit out of me. Will he? Absolutely. The guy's very scary. <laughs> uh, but I still, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll get more into it. But before we so like, it's how excited I am to talk about anything remotely punk because anything I just punk. skip all the, pl- the yeah. plugs. Uh if you would like to support us, please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever. Leave a five-star uh, you know, review and then leave things on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell your friends and all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to check out the playlist on Fear that we've put together, check the description of wherever you're listening or watching. We have playlists associated with almost every episode. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex. At Mother Puncture. To stay up to date with all the little neat things that we do in our lives. I do Twitch stuff. I do music stuff. But uh, mostly this. Mostly this stuff. Uh, and if you'd like to join the Patreon for uh, bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes. Uh, general perks. Other things. There's like more stuff coming for the Patreon uh, members and all that. You can do that at patreon.com slash every album ever. Also, because we're getting a, a like climbing climbing up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh climbing maybe down. maybe if people want to check out some of the older episodes please check out the older episodes let's see if we could get those a little uh, boost d- honestly like some of them are fun like there's uh, some gems in there there are body count uh <laughs> episode nine body count yeah uh yeah yeah uh we didn't start adding video until episode 14 which was x uh I recently got like a whole bunch of feedback on X because some guy on Reddit found it and he was Holy like, shit. he sent me a thorough, like very critical, but like not angry. Okay, he good. Was like, okay, such, that's a good one. Such that's a, a good one. Diehard fan of X that he just like, like, here's what you miss. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm learning. <laughs> oh my God. Did this gentleman have a name? I or, forgot. Or I'm sorry. Name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. He actually has a podcast called, oh, I, I remember the podcast. I swear to God. Um, I guess next hooks, up. hooks and runs, hooks and it's, runs. It's, it's, he's a baseball fan. He listens to baseball and talks about music, nice. which is quite uh, a combination. Very creative. Uh, I, to, I wish I didn't hate baseball. Otherwise I'd be more inclined to listen more, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, you got bands like the Melvins, uh, buzz yeah. very openly. Like, so uh, that's right. Baseball. That's right. Um, I always appreciate just genre blending like that. Yeah. Just these like, uh, offbeat things. I've heard, I've heard lots of people say um, 
you know, the Mets, like if you're a metalhead, like the Mets are the, the more metal team in New York. Is it because it starts with M-E-T? Uh, no, it's because the Yankees are just fucking. Oh, yeah. They're like pop, like mainstream pop. Gr- yeah. And you can't have like facial hair and long hair on the Yankees. So Wait, like it's like a rule? It's a rule. Whoa. Like they're living in like the 1920s. That's weird. Yeah. That's super weird. Uh, what, what in the hell was that? Yeah, old episodes. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like some of the funnest, some of the best bands were before we started doing video. Like Beef Hearts, a big beef. It was our first massive episode. Yeah. Fucking Pantera, the Misfits. I I think our first beefy episode is the very first episode. We weren't as polished, but ELO, ELO is a huge discography. It is the biggest discography that we've done in one of the shortest episodes that we've done because I was. Yeah, we was a fool. We didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We weren't comfortable. Yeah, I, I was insisting on making the episodes like an hour long each, even if the band had literally fourteen albums like ELO did. We might George Lucas that shit. Go back to it. Like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, do that. Whatever. Uh, so fear, 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 fear. Do you have any history with fear? I do not. I know. I had friends that thought like the opening for I love living in the city was fucking hilarious. Cause it and is. It, yeah. This is yeah. kind of like a joke song to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just like, I feel like I should have though. Like, I think this is a more like metal friendly punk band. Yeah. Cause uh, I went from like metal to punk and it was, it was a little rough for a little bit. I didn't really, like understand like the 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 punk like the mean image because Uh and i've said this before because the ramones are a pop band yeah they're a great pop band nothing wrong with it but it wasn't like it wasn't mean this is this is some mean shit it's really mean it's really mean fears super fucking mean but also man they're like they're early because there's not really a prog punk subgenre even though i think there should be like bands like all could definitely qualify as a qualify as that no means no qualifies like i would think it's like, punk with prog yeah even even like black flag and Minutemen. Minutemen for sure black flag like they're man they went past punk into this weird jazzy thing i yeah, love it but yeah uh, but fear i think is like the earliest example of what could be called pro, uh, prog punk you think so it's so it's not like brainy complicated wacky fucking changes all over mm-hmm. the place but they'll choose a weird time signature and make it a punk song it's like how how does it huh interesting i didn't catch that and even in one of the songs on the first album there is time signature mixes there's one guy mm-hmm. doing one signature while their band is doing a different one that's weird that's mm-hmm. you have to be really good to do that it's, yeah. that's not easy to do and then uh you listen to the drumming and it's not punk drumming it's this weird military machine gun sounding it's like Every every member is just doing this wacky crazy shit and it, but they're tight as mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive considering how chaotic their live shows. Yeah, their their live shows as well as all their peers. Uh yeah, there's no reason for these punk bands to be this, great. This but amazing, they are, yeah. but they are. A lot of well, a the, lot of them are, yeah. Not all of them. A lot of them are fucking awful. A lot, I like of, them, a lot of punk bands we've covered are like really good musicians in general miniman x uh minor threat was a little bit on the on the simpler side but they were still you know good uh so 
Yeah, they're they're one of the first hardcore punk bands I think I got into, which is a really weird uh, entry point. It's a good entry point, but Mm -hmm. it's not like it's not minor threat. You know, it's not damaged era black flag. It's really fucking wacky and really complicated. And I almost wonder if because they don't really have like a cool logo, like if they had a cool logo, like the Dead Kennedys or Uh, or Black Flag, if maybe, you know. Well, there were more people. Maybe that yeah. logo is it's their entire shtick is just the stencil. Yeah, font. that's yeah. all their shtick is. And man, as much as we're going to gush about one album and then probably shit on the rest. Uh, like, like, it's just weird. It's it, it's like one trick pony, the band or one trick pony, the guy, because it's leaving's whole deal a, li- a little bit. And we've talked about that before. If you're going to do that. Uh, it can work for a band like Slayer, but uh, yeah, I don't know why it works for Slayer though. Episode thirty, we did cover Slayer, but I'm glad that one was an hour long. But um, yeah, yeah, I would say three, three to four shelbums is appropriate for Fear. Okay. Anymore, I still feel like it's too much. <laughs> coming from a guy who really, really like holds this stuff dear uh, to his heart. But okay. Um, backstory, yada, yada, yada. What you got? Um, you probably more informed than I am, but they were formed in 77 by leaving and Durf scratch. Durf fucking scratch, man. That guy, that guy's so underrated. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't write down any members because they, they, there's a there is the, the turnover is so high. The important members are leaving Derv Scratch, Philo Kramer, and Spitsticks. Those it, are the yeah. guys. Those are that's fear. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they were covered in Decline of Western Civilization, and the filmmaker she was married to the president of Slash Records, Penelope Spears. Yes, and so also the director of Wayne's World. Yes, and I assume the decline of Western civilization too. <laughs> and three. And three. I saw I I didn't even know there was a three. Oh, it sucks. I saw parts of the third one. So the first one is obviously the fucking greatest thing ever. Second one, I finally saw it by the way. The last time we talked about it, I hadn't seen it. Yeah, the the second one I remember people talking about I forget what shitty band he's in. Uh the dude in the swimming the pool. The swimming pool with the vodka. I forgot, but it is depressing. Yeah. Dude, that second one is it's like watching a train wreck. It's is fucking really interesting, but I hate everybody in it. I it, hate everyone. Dude, oh, Paul Stanley? Yeah. Have you seen the the clips of Oh, this with the women, yeah. It's not no, it's not just that he's in bed with a bunch of women being interviewed. He is. Yeah. It's that he's in bed with women being interviewed with the camera shooting oh, from on, right. from from the ceiling. It's shooting downward at him on bed. It's like That's right. What the fuck is wrong with you you psycho i will i haven't watched uh i haven't watched them in a while but i will say like the first one like those are like iconic punk bands yeah. that still matter today yeah where the second one was just pure garbage like, like the probably one of the worst times for metal music it's really bad yeah and also which a funny thing about the second one if i remember remember if i'm remembering correctly uh by the end of the movie they 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 mentioned that all the bands like that they're covering like oh yeah they broke up and they broke up and they it's like you couldn't even make it to the to the release of the movie to yeah. stay together like Jesus Christ not that the first one was much better but like a lot of those bands like like Flag and X went on and mm-hmm. Fear obviously 
Actually, almost all the band, all the big bands in the first one went on to stay together for a long time. Uh, the third one was about like the the newer punk scene, like the early nineties, yeah. uh, which was it's it was a different thing, different thing. And with the parts I saw, I didn't care much for. But <clears throat> it should have it should have really been about like hip hop music, technically. That would been perfect. That, that would be perfect. That was yeah. the natural yeah. progression of things, mm-hmm. but whatever um yeah that's all i really have and then pretty much it's out to the races so from s- there since we already uh mentioned dec- decline like Derf scratch is one of the funniest great showmen like of the punk scene because he just defined exactly what it was to be an asshole punk in a band mm-hmm. like he would just taunt the audience and just like oh yeah i read about that yeah they were yeah they were they were jerks they were big old assholes yeah. but it was funny it was super funny because it's like it's not like crowds today where everyone's paying like usually an absurd amount of money especially mm-hmm. in la absurd amount of money to go see this band and then you're just getting abused by the band it's not that it wasn't that it was everyone there was violent and an asshole getting treated like shit by someone else who yeah. was an ass- like it's just funny to watch there was like a in decline durf was telling street jokes on stage mm-hmm. uh and one of the one one of the ones that he told that was like i'll never forget was uh, why do why do girls have their little holes so close together? Why? Why? <laughs> uh, so you can so you can carry them around like a six pack of beer. God and I God. laughed yeah. and laughed. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. Street joke. It's total like that. Yeah. yeah. And that dude was really interesting. And then uh, I didn't learn until much later, years later, how important he was to the band. Obviously, he helped form it. Mm-hmm. He was like. I don't know. He was like, a, you noticed his absence when he, as soon as he was gone, which we'll get more into obviously, but, uh, might as well start jumping into all the albums. Fear, uh, had five albums or has five albums. They're still together. They're, um, I'm just, well, not, no one's touring now, but they were, uh, despite the last record being released in 2012, the first one was released in 1982. Uh, I don't feel like they're going to release anything new for a long time. If ever, they shouldn't. They fucking shouldn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting heated already. But uh, if you're ready, might as well jump into it. I am ready. This is 1982's the record. <laughs> This is about as jumping into the deep end as it gets with the beginning of an album. Yeah, it's the. the I don't even know what to call those vocals. Like the, it's it's the Blues Brothers on cocaine. What more you, cocaine? The Blues you, Brothers on extra cocaine. Which is why Belushi liked them. Sure did. Yeah. God damn it, this. It's almost like Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> Those guitars too. They're so wiggly and almost silly sounding. Also, I always thought they were like a New York band, but they're from LA. They're they're LA as yeah. fuck. But I understand why you think that. So. Oh, I love this. So let's say the obvious. Best personal favorite. Obviously, best personal favorite. This yeah. is this is not this is 
obvious. We know this going in. We, we practically fucking told you at the beginning of the episode. This this album is one of the best hardcore punk albums I think you could find, period. It's real good. It's wild. Almost every song is yeah. uh, memorable. There's a great, great, uh, I saw someone called it a great snapshot of like the 80s. How so? Like 80s punk scene. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um, I guess I'll kind of save why later, but um, yeah, like that's a pretty standard punk song. But then after you have like beef below, ah, baby. it's just like blues scatting. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Put on b- the beginning of beef baloney because this is track two. Like, I wasn't ready for that. My babies are talking about low-downs, cockadoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we put on the whole fucking intro, he does that for a while, and then it goes into, like, a really solid punk song. Yeah, um, what if he pulled a Jerry only and went, like, full, like, bluesy later on? That would suck. Sure or maybe does. it'd be funny. He sure tries to later on, but... So let's go back to a second ago when you said you thought they're from New York. They they exude New Yorkness. Everything about this band. The, the attitude. Yes. Even the way leaving talks and sings sounds like a New York Italian. Mm-hmm. Everything about them. The whole band is just so fucking. New. But they are so not New York. The, for instance, the song New York's all right for like saxophones, which is. It's it's a fucking classic. Which was interesting to me because I was like, oh, this East Coast, West Coast sh- shit isn't just in hip hop. Punk, punk music, too. It's also with comedy. <laughs> it's everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's everything. I never like I never thought about it in that terms before. But I guess thinking about it with hindsight. Yeah, some of the punk bands from the West Coast are just harder. Uh, I, well, the thing is, with East, the thing is with East right, Coast, I guess also, the pop, more, more popular ones. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe because uh, East Coast had the Boston scene, which I've talked about in the past, which was don't say it. Uh, but, <laughs> none of those. I mean, like none of those bands were like. I guess you know the most obvious one being like the Ramones, right? right, right. Or even there was a different it, scene though. Yeah. The Ramones were were before the hardcore punk scene, but I mean, like uh, in Boston. Uh, they had all those Boston bands and they released a compilation called uh, This is Boston, Not LA, yeah. which is the most self-explanatory name for a compilation ever. And it's it's a really good comp. And at the very end of it, the, to close out the compilation are a few songs by the ba- a band called The Freeze. And uh, they had they wrote the song. Uh, 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 he's going he's gonna to sneeze. Oh, fake sneeze. Fake sneeze. Damn, that was, a, that was a killer buildup, though. Sorry. Uh, they they wrote the song this is boston in la and at the very end of it they're like screaming this is boston in la and the very last line is this is boston fuck la it's like fuck boston <laughs> there it is there it is and there it is yeah fun way to squeeze it in uh but yeah new york's all right uh good also, song hilarious saxophones also yeah kudos to like that is a cool fucking saxophone oh yeah put on put it on just to give it an example that's also derf on saxophone like even if it wasn't like a uh, kind of satire and parody, like it would, it would fucking work. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sure this, this is also one of the most famous songs. Right. 
I think this is the first time I ever heard from Pure. Yeah, th yeah. they've said some. It's just dicking around, but it works. That works. Yeah. Ah, that song is so fucking fun. Yeah, there's occasionally like some shades of of Dead Kennedys too, and I don't yeah. know if that has to do with this. You know, they probably rub, rubbed elbows and hundred percent all uh, of that. I uh, think w one thing that uh, really reminds me of Dead Kennedys is Philo's Philo Kramer's guitar, mm -hmm. like great, great style. It's mm. so he uses that whammy bar. Until it looks like it's going to break off. That's how much he uses that whammy bar. And it really reminds me of like an East Bay Ray style where it's just really unorthodox, strange thing thrown on top of punk. Yeah. It's it's a very interesting layer. Out, outside of things like Beef Bologna and New York's All Right, um, I would say like the most surprising riff to me was uh, Camo Camarillo or Camarillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Like so good. I, I wasn't expecting a song like that on this album. No. It's it, it's right there at the beginning of the album too. It's yeah. like that song. I remember when I first heard that shit, man. It was like, it was like, yeah. There's a whole new world here. <laughs> it's so weird. And fucking um, uh, the drums on there, spit sticks on this album is just incredible. Mm -hmm. He does this because everything's produced so uh tight, so like so close together. So his drums sound very small. They sound super tiny. It doesn't even sound like he's using toms. He is, but it's mm -hmm. like, that's how, that's how it's produced. It's so small. So with songs like that, he starts doing this, this almost like blasting, like a slow blasting. Mm -hmm. uh, fuck, put it on. Cause there's no way it's, it's hard <laughs> to explain how it sounds like a machine gun. I'm just going to play the whole album. I know. Yeah, it's only a minute. Yeah, it's a very short song. I would say slow blasting this again. Yeah. Listen to the drums here. Super tight. So crazy. Yeah. God damn, that's so impressive. Plus, not to mention the fucking get that guitar line. It's just it, this weird Egyptian thing. Yeah, <laughs> the, you know, metal bands will do, but hearing it on a punk album is... That's why I'm saying this is like so proggy in terms of punk. Like, it, it's just very exciting. Very exciting. And then I guess I wrote that it was like jazz punk, but uh, yeah. maybe it fits into the prog, the uh, get in the brush. Get in the brush. Yeah, that would... I called my baby, <laughs> but she never... Sorry. That would fit, like, on uh, one of the, like, weirder Black Flag albums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Durf. Durf's song. We keep talking about Durf. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the weakest song on, on here. Uh, it's just, I, like, an experimental kind of dicking around knit fest. Yeah, I, I think the most, like, surprising uh, depth to me was... Um, Having never listened and like study the lyrics is a song like uh, I don't care about you, mm -hmm. which just seems angsty at first. But then I saw there was a interview with Lee and he he described it as like a social social realism where you adapt to these horrible things. Like mm -hmm. uh, he said he saw like a double amputee homeless person asking for change. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we just ignore it. Like, what? What are we supposed to fuck? What are we supposed to fucking do? As we've, we both lived in LA for many, I was like, here my whole life, you've lived here for pretty basically your yeah, whole life. Yeah, if, if like, you've seen homeless people, it's it's fucking horrible, and we've this learned to deal with it. 
or uh, like write it, it off because you can't can't do shit you can't, can't do, do anything shit. yeah uh so i thought that was that was like surprisingly ex- poignant yeah. yeah i wasn't expecting that and then obviously um after listening to that and then listening to i love living in the city yeah. that's also like satire and those are great lyrics too they're honestly funny and well written mm-hmm. and kind of like they're grotesque but but in a way that's just it's it, man it's just fun it's fucking they were kind of like the mad magazine of exactly bands. yeah uh is that I, an I ice cream truck i hear it is an ice cream <laughs> truck i don't think it's picking up on the mic but i'm just trying to like i'm just thinking of I actually do legitimately enjoy all the lyrics on this album. They're actually funny. This whole album is actually really funny. Uh, And to go back to, I don't care about you a little bit. The drums on there again, fucking crazy. More of that machine gun, really tight style that spit does. But I remember reading an interview with him years ago with spit sticks saying that the drums on, I don't care about you and fresh flesh, Fresh flesh, Matt's hard, it's to, hard say. to say. Yeah, uh, the drumming on both those songs were actually drumming exercises that he used. Oh, sh- so he just that kind of makes sense. So, if, like, put on, put on fresh flesh, <laughs> fresh flesh. I kind of say it slow. It kind of sounds like it would be a drum exercise. Because, yeah, I remember doing um, drum exercises where you you start off slow, and then when you get some some speed, you yeah. start figuring out where you can uh, work them into to songs. They yeah. start sounding more... More uh, natural. Yeah, more music-like instead of the strict... Yeah, yeah. Straight one, two, forward. one, two, three, it, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like paradiddles yeah. are a great example of that. Uh, so all, yeah, his, I, I, I have to dwell on this drums for so, for, like, I'm trying not to dwell on it for so, for so long, but it, it's just the most impressive thing to me on here. Cause that, that bass drum is so fast and it's always yeah. going. It's like always going. I, I, I was, uh, the the track I wrote for like standout drumming uh, is we destroy the family yeah and the, yeah also the guitar guitar playing and drumming on that is just that song is I think is the most impressive from a technical standpoint song mm-hmm. on the album uh, the drum is so fucking crazy uh, it it's like the most percussive sounding you kind of don't know what he's hitting it sounds like he's hitting everything uh, and then the my favorite thing about that song is that's the song where Philo is playing the solo in a different time signature. Oh, shit. that solo is, first of all, it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's, I'm not, I forget which time signature the solo is, but if you listen to the, the main riff, see, oh, wait, is that nine? It might be nine, eight. Um, I'm trying to figure out the math in my head. So basically the, the, the song is in a really odd time signature. Mm-hmm. The guitar solo is in like a four, four. Uh, and it's written in a way so that they end at the same time and they can come back in on the next one. It's like really hard shit to do. That's, that's Prague. That's Prague as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and it's also lyrically one of the most ridiculous over the top, steal the money from your mother, buy a gun. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. These, yeah. These lyrics are much like the, the joke he told where it's. You know, it's uh, it's in your face for being like in your face. But on this record, it like it strikes a chord. It um, 
they happen to be really good musicians and it's it's one of those things where it comes comes together well uh another instance of insanity disconnected yes there this that is this noisy angry punk music there's no way disconnected falls apart every chorus like the the chorus there's mm-hmm. no riff it's just everyone stops playing their instruments and they just start dicking around yeah. for the entirety of the chorus and then they go back into it mm-hmm. and then the chorus comes back and they all fall apart all over again and everyone's just screaming making a bunch of noise i don't know why i enjoy it so much <laughs> but it's just so fucking great uh and then uh, the last main thing of i mean there's so, every song is great but like I do think covering an animal song. That's what I'm about re- to get to. Yeah, real interesting. So they cover We Gotta Get Out of This Place, and I think it's one of the best covers ever made. Also, it, it's brilliant. Also, if you like if you didn't know it was a cover, the the lyrics and stuff this fit on this album Entirely. for whatever reason. They do so. not seem like uh it's it's actually weirder to me that that the animals wrote those lyrics it's mm. like that's that's surprisingly punk well now i can like i can listen to 60s bands and kind of pick up on some of the the punk yeah uh, where i came for the protoness of yeah it. yeah yeah that that is my shiny example of how to do a cover because mm-hmm. they took the general idea of the song changed every note mm-hmm. <laughs> Kept the lyrics, but just made it a fear song. And it's the most twisted, sick, fucking hooky, strange, angry, pissed off. It's it's wonderful. Um, and then what a beautiful song to end the record on. Fuck Christmas. That is a bonus track. That, oh, okay. that was, it was a single. Fuck Christmas. Is, it's supposed to end with no more nothing, which is a total. Yeah. It's a, it's a good closer. Fuck Christmas, I think, is pretty weak. It's ridiculous. I the, like it. The vocals like it. are hilarious. Yeah. You got to put it on because <laughs> the vocals are so funny in the first half. I'm throwing it on my Christmas playlist for yeah. sure. Sounds like a uh, John Carpenter music yeah. like at first. So 80s. Yeah, I like it. All the on the street. That's like 40 seconds too. Like. We're just gonna play the whole song. Yeah. I mean the climax is better. Yeah, would be harder fun if I didn't just go full speed at the very end. Although if it didn't, I'd still still respect it yeah it's neat um yeah i believe that was a single i don't know if it came out before i think it came out after the record i'm not sure though Um, either way it's a cool cool addition to the album uh this man this this along with you know like los angeles by x and damage by black flag and group sex by circle jokes like these are like the prime examples of well, thinking about it now, all LA, they're all mm. LA, all LA. Um, but just prime examples of like what made the hardcore scene so fucking interesting is because it wasn't just every band playing full speed. It's just they all did this thing. They all had this personality like this. No record sounds like this. I've never heard a record that sounds anything like this. I don't find one. Find one. I dare you. <laughs> Please and show me. Yeah, this exactly. But like I said, I could hear like the dead Kennedys in yeah. there. I could hear, you know. 
I guess a little bit of the Stooges. I, but everyone got stuff from the Stooges. Sure, uh, yeah. sure. But. It's, like, it's just such a an interesting uh, rivet on the LA punk scene. Because like, also, uh, leaving as much as like we're going to probably shit on him in a, for the rest of this episode, he's got a cool vocal style. It's like no one's saying like him. It's, oh, for sure. It's this weird, pissed off, New Yorker, bluesy Italian guy. <laughs> like, no one did that. I have some nice things left to say, so All right. he's going to beat you up, not me. Okay, <laughs> he fine. He might beat me up, too. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, please don't. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, this is a classic. You got you to gotta hear this. If you have any passing interest in punk, you got this is, this is a must. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. But now we are on to the second album. A little bit of a gap here. This is 1985's More Beer. We're not recording right now, are we? Yeah. Little minor Freddy. Yeah, a little generic. A little, yeah. And then he gets real bluesy again. Yeah, this almost feels. This feels more hard rock than punk. Yeah. I Even think though this cover is very punk. It is. I had a patch of this on my backpack in high school. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Little, little nice little sexist intro to the album. <laughs> Which isn't like surprising no, if, you, if you paid attention to their previous lyrics. Also, it's a punk band. Like, you expect it to be PC from a punk band. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole gag. So that's, also, that's basically the song. Also, it was the 80s. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, to the surprise of no one, that song is on, a G- I forget what GTA. It, is it? I, I mean, like, that's a perfect song for Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. It, this fits into the, the style of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I heard that I had this, I actually own this album somewhere. It's, it's within my collection, uh, which I'm surprised because usually the follow up, it's like, why would you? It's like, it's like wild, Circle Jerks is wild in the streets. Mm. Like it's not a bad album, but compared to the fucking brilliance of the, you know, in that case, Group Sex, and then this one, the record. Yeah. Like it's fine. The production seems a little <sighs> weird, especially on the drums. Oh, it's so eighties, man. It's like that fucking reverb by that snare. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious, man. Very interesting. The, also, the drums and, and the drums and vocals are both louder than everything else and have the most reverb. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Also, I I read, depending on who you ask, this either took four days to record or a year. That's helpful. Yeah, I, I'll believe the year one because of the gap mm-hmm. between albums. A year. And that's like the weirdest like punk move ever hmm. to take this long to follow up yeah three 85 by 85 the punk scene hardcore punk scene was mostly dead or mm-hmm. dying pretty pretty quickly so it's like weird it is weird to release a follow-up and also durf isn't here anymore founding member durf what a stupid fucking name durf scratch i don't know what his real <laughs> name is um he's it's gone durf scratch now he's durf scratch uh he's not here anymore but it sounds like a different band 
It does. Like uh, the thing that broke my heart the most about this album is my favorite things about Fear are Philo and Spit, and the two wildest yeah. members, and they've been neutered like a motherfucker here. Mm. They don't do anything interesting. I think there's some interesting things on here. Um, I think there are two interesting things on here. So I like Hey. Hey's cool. That's like a little, like little interlude. It's yeah. very short. I'm just gonna play that play song. the whole thing. It's fucking great, and it's yeah, super short. That guitar is so low in the mix. It's all bass. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, you don't need lyrics. It's just don't. Yeah. That's great. That's metal as fuck. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. There we go. Great. There we go. Yeah. Great song. Good song. Don't listen to the rest of it. No kidding. Because I'm a doctor is the Best. I was gonna say that it's so good. That's when I got some prog vibes. the The percussion on there, what oh, the that song fuck? gives me goosebumps. It's so weird that I'm like so lukewarm on this album, and then yeah. that song comes on. It's just it is as strong as anything off the, off the record. There's yeah, it's it's like King Crimson inspired guitar riffs. Yeah, that's what the album should have been based around hundred percent. You got to put it on as a little, uh, yeah, but yeah, he seems to have this obsession with beer that will not. Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah. This is a fucking, this prog rock, even though, yeah, is that some tube and thurps? I know what you need. This is fucking great. Yeah. Maybe no fucking pain. good. Maybe not for no for punks. No. But uh I hate, oh. I hate to sound like a broken record, but yeah, if you liked like that weird black flag oh, yeah. stuff, like that song is is for you. Yeah, that's the best song on the album for me. Anyway, uh, I think "Have a Beer with Fear" is fun. Uh, it's it's fun. not terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it, it's not man. It's just it reminds me of like what the album is. That mm. that song to me is what the album. Is. It's like oh, it's not the same band. They're a lot more generic. The writing is way weaker, uh, and they feel neutered. They feel neutered and and kind of like samey. They, they don't. They feel like they're peers rather than this weird crazy thing yeah. that they once were. Um, I will say, uh, Welcome to Dust Ward is probably more interesting than it is a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Because it goes back and forth between like psychedelic stuff and punk stuff, and it does it pretty seamlessly. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem forced, but yeah, I don't know if it's a great song. I don't enjoy it, but I get what you're saying. Uh, waiting for the Meat, which is the, uh, the closer, but uh, it's like the fast part is so good. Yeah. And then it the whole and then that's like two two and a half to three minutes of just Be- mocking uh like beatnik poetry yeah. stuff over bongo Bongos. Drums. It's like a joke song, but it's like you had a great a great riff there, and then you did it for like 20 seconds, and then you just ruined the song by adding all this <laughs> crap to it. It's just fucking mind-boggling. Um I I do uh 
I do kind of dig what they did musically on Null Detector right before that. I think it's a nice little one-two punch of weirdness with Null Detector mm-hmm. and waiting for, for me. Um, very vulgar, which, oh, yeah. th- which they do. They do. But Indeed. they are stretching some uh, creative muscles there. It's, there's some interesting stuff. I don't, I don't think it lands for the most part but the stuff that does land it's just like oh yeah yeah fuck yeah and bomb the russians i think that's pretty fucking cool too it just sounds it songs like that where you think like oh it's just more generic hardcore and then a weird thing like that it's just mm-hmm. throwing it's only it's less than a minute and it's like oh fuck yeah more of this this weird uh palate cleansing stuff uh the last thing i'll i'll mention responsibility lee's vocals on responsibility make me laugh so much i Oh my god, it's so 80s. I'm putting it's so 80s, dude. That almost sounds like a... (laughs) Is he fucking Meatloaf? Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, a like 1950s. Really? Not the 80s. I think of Meatloaf. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. The, the core changes are definitely uh, 50s arsenal. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the Belushi influence in there. Yeah. So we skipped over like the greatest trivia. Oh, the SN because that was bef- way before this. Yeah, yeah. I think that was before the first before album the first album. Tri- yeah. So we got to talk about that uh, SNL and uh, Mr. John Belushi. Uh, John Belushi was a fucking big fear fan somehow. And this is before the record came out. So it's like he was like just in tune with the hardcore scene somehow. Uh, I mean, he was always on coke. but It's probably not that surprising, but huge fear fan. He had to, he pulled his strings on SNL to get them uh, to do a performance. It was a fucking disaster. Yep. It's a complete disaster. I saw the footage a lot as a teenager, but I remember it disappeared off the internet for a long time. I love it's back because NBC is like, they, you know, they, it's it's so weird. It's so like iconic and well known. Like, why not just embrace it? You have to embrace it. It's a piece of American they history at this point. Like, probably make like I don't know what YouTube hits do for TV shows and networks, but a couple thousand dollars if they just like on the SNL YouTube page. No, they would think it would do more than that. Yeah, like the people, people, pe- YouTubers blow fucking tv out of the water oh yeah it's it's a changing yeah. landscape it would be really smart so that uh, if you can find the footage track it down it's great but uh within i've mentioned this also in a previous episode a long time ago uh yeah they go into i think beef baloney is the first song they go into and uh leaving plays rhythm guitar in the band and he's, he starts the song and then within seconds punks are jumping on stage and knocking over stuff and yeah within seconds that they knock over the mic stand enough times where he's like fuck it and he just takes off the guitar and then has to grab the mic and sing because like yeah i mentioned before in the, in the hardcore scene a singer was a full-time job like mm-hmm. you couldn't have a mic stand up there no one would allow that <laughs> yeah and i think uh bits that i've read that there was like they were obviously taunting the crowd because that's what they do they were saying mm-hmm. oh it's great to be in new jersey which is very funny yes yeah, so uh, it is and uh everyone i think Oh, yeah, like Ian Mackay was there. Yep. Uh, I think Tesco V from the Meat Men was, was there. Like a bunch of like people and bands that I liked were there. Uh, they caused like 20 grand worth of damages uh, or something like that. And uh, they didn't let them finish the whole performance. They cut to commercial. Uh, and then they they never aired it ever again. 
No reruns. None. Going, getting a little sidetracked here. Do you think it's like a Lauren Michaels thing? He seems like he seems like the Vince McMahon of comedy to me. He's very much the Vince McMahon of comedy. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's where a, he like holds weird grudges and strange guy. He's a he's like a he has the 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 air of like a you know the old guy in the mansion on the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's afraid of him, kind of thing. Yeah, everyone's afraid of him. He's kind of a gatekeeper, but he 100%. shouldn't shouldn't be. Yeah, and, he's hundred percent a gatekeeper. Uh, yeah, like I people who work with him, they they speak like nicely of him and like they say like no he's like he's he's just like a, a mentor type guy like a tough exterior yeah he's not yeah. really like a, a crazy dude but i don't trust anybody that deeply embedded in show business that dude diddles for sure damn that's, I, a, <laughs> that's a bold i take cl- it back i take it back i'm sorry that's a bold claim <laughs> with no evidence <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. I just met like asshole. Hey, I don't like, fucking know, uh, dude. <laughs> you don't know that he doesn't. Sorry, it probably doesn't. I don't fucking know. Uh, put the clip back on on YouTube, and I will still take it back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's fucking crazy to, uh, to have fear of all bands on SNL. Like <laughs> what? More more John Belushi's that. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Further proof that, uh, as as my friend Dylan likes to say, the wrong Belushi died. The wrong Belushi definitely. <laughs> That's so mean. Jim Bel- uh, dude, Jim Belushi, Jim Belushi was a sweet guy. That'd be great if he was like a fan and he's like, listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought they liked According to Jim. <laughs> I watched According to Jim. I didn't like it. Uh, no, another friend, of ours, another friend of ours met Jim Belushi and he said he was the sweetest man he's ever met in his life. <laughs> I, I bet he's great. Ron God, Belushi still God died. God damn though. it. Back to this fucking album. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. There's there's interesting tidbits. They're hard, hardly like offensive or well no. offensive. It's in offensive, the, but in it's the, not in the uh, sense to your eardrums. But yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, yeah I had yeah. a good time. Goodish time. It's a goodish. It's a fine time. It's a fine time. It's not the record, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Now we're on to uh, well, there's a 1995 for some reason. Kind of a, a little bit of a gap. <laughs> I saw a ten year gap here. This is 1995's. Have another beer with fear. Do you think he just likes how it how it rhymes with fear? So I think the man is not creative at all. No. Those are like Jello Biafra vocals. Yeah, real, real. Also, we didn't mention the title track in the last album. That song's cool. It's fucking hilarious. It's like the first punk sounding. Also, that breakdown where he's like, also, this is probably like the funniest unintent talking about a song <laughs> from the last album while another song is fucking That's bo- how fucking boring this is. <laughs> it's a real boring record, guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not a good record. Shocker. It's uh, my worst. Shut the fuck up. I I will. Holy shit. Really? This, like, to me. Because the next album is like, there's a huge asterisk, which I don't want to like spoil, but I guess if you're familiar with fear. So I gave this worse because like the next album is stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's not the, it's not bad. Well, we got two more. Yeah. So I'm, I'm also, okay. I'm surprised. Okay. So this one is not good as you're saying, but it's also, I have to, I didn't do this on purpose, but I have to continue the trend of the third one. Oh, the, the, third, the, album. the third album being your least favorite. Yeah. Uh, if this, it doesn't have the energy and the danger that the other two here's what that's interesting. Cause I noted that this one had way more energy than the last up. The last album so? felt fucking deprived. This one feels way flatter to me for whatever reason. This, so this album sounds to me just like every other nineties punk record. It has that same I mean, it, poppy yeah, it style does, to it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they never sounded like this before. It sounds like they're writing to sound like the peers of this era specifically. Mm-hmm. So this, I felt honestly, probably going to shit on for this, more enjoyable than almost all of the all 90s albums. The band <laughs> all, all those fucking 90s albums. Like, yeah. I'll listen to this any day over that because th- those ones were just you boring, know horrible pop punk to me. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to agree with you on that. And even though I gave it worse, yeah. album, I'm still going to agree with you. It's, it felt energetic. It's still, it Lee still has that really interesting voice, even though, you know, it's not really doing anything interesting musically. Uh, Much like you. I think I only like two songs on here. Which ones? I'll, I believe I'll have another beer, but even that one, it's like, it's, I like it. It's fun. It's like the previous beer song. It's fun. It's not. So, okay. I think now is the time to talk about leaving's obsession with beer. It's, it's not healthy. No. And the what? dude has sclerosis. Oh, for sure. No, I don't know. Yeah, okay. But no, actually Dirk Scratch died from sclerosis. Holy shit. Sclerosis. Yeah. You know, and it's not like he's the first musician who's an alcoholic. We've covered plenty of them, but when it's on the forefront of like three out of your five or yeah. two, sorry, two album or wait, no, three albums with beer in the title. And it's just, it's more, it's, it's just, Less Animal House, more more jock rock vibe. Uh, and even though Animal House is about a fucking sorority, but like the way it ages. Right, right, right. Uh, I guess I said fraternity. I don't know. My brain's a mess right now. What's the difference? Uh, I guess the genders. But yes. <laughs> uh, so we so the the obsession with beer is is it's like. I don't know why it feels so fucking annoying to me. It's like every other song is about beer. Hey, have this beer with fear. Hey, want to have a beer with fear? Hey, guys, we're fear. We like a beer. Every. Yeah. You know, we're not even That's done. exhausting. We're not even we're, fucking no, we're done, not. dude. We got more. We got two more albums of this shit. And it started on the last one, which was already like, okay, this is the beer. Album. The first one was the crazy, wacky, uh, kill everyone album. Second one's the beer album. Hold on. The third one's the beer album. I bet the fourth one's the beer album, yeah. too. It's like, and this is also important note, the, the leaving show entirety, entirety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Replaced all the members. No no members are the same now. And now it's a whole completely different band. Um, The other good song on here, Fuck You, Let's Rodeo. I'm going to play a bit. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's the only other song I like on here. Fuck you, let's rodeo. Oh. 
It's just a straightforward punk song, but yeah. it's I like it. Uh, to uh, wait, 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 where am I doing? Where am I? Where am I? I'm losing my notes. Um, I know, I could tell. God damn, because I'm trying to Google and like do a bunch of stuff at the same time. Um, awful. You gotta have those tabs open. I know. Although I know. you also record on there and switch album covers, so yeah. There's a, a there's a lot going I'm on. Trying to uh, stay focused. Um, While you're looking up your notes, yes. Okay, no, no, I, I found what I was going. Okay. Uh, so one thing that's uh, interesting about this album and the next one, uh, this one, uh, the track listing that you're gonna find on this isn't that big a deal. Oh, but, but it's the track the listing. The previous one. I think the previous one, I think had a consistent track listing. No, it's really, uh, I think it's a little wonky or like strangulation is supposed to be in there, but it's tacked on at the end. Oh, it's not as wonky. Yeah. Yeah, It's not as wonky, but yeah, pretty much the there's different track listings from what's streaming over the original releases. Yeah. So it's not just streaming. It's like the, uh, the re-releases. So, yeah, I didn't realize that with with more beer. Yeah, uh, this one too, as well as the next one. Everything on streaming is a certain way, and if you look in Wikipedia, it is way different. It is mm. way different. I think that the two thousand, I think it was two thousand, uh, re-release of this one changed uh, all the all the songs. Or even on uh, G- Genius with the uh, website for lyrics, the mm. track listing is also. Diff- the, is it the streaming version or the original? It's, it's the original. That's so confusing. Yeah. Uh, I think when they released them all, we released them all on CD. I think they changed all the track listing, which like, I don't, I, and that's, that thing bothers me personally. Like I fucking hate when you mess with the track listing. Cause it's, it's such a big part of the, of the flow of a record, mm-hmm. but, 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 but with like albums like these where I kind of don't like any of the songs and I, they all sound the same. Not a big I, a question. If it would actually make a big difference to me, I, this one, no, um and then you uh back into battle again the main course i'm like oh this little little bit yeah. of devo i can imagine like devo really i don't mind that like, song it's, I think it's, it's not bad yeah and then honor and obey doesn't work like their other satire songs oh, that and- one is just the that's the most sexist with the least bit of joke jokiness to it like it's not yeah. clever or anything yeah, but um, I'm going to assume that based on their track record that and also there's hints that it's it's satire, not how he feels. Hopefully <laughs> he, he seems like like as much as he seems like a douchebag. He also seems like he's he's like like a normal dude. Like he's not yeah. a psycho like uh, he's probably a psycho to work with. I bet he's like horrible to work with, but it's uh, not like lyrical a, things. That, yeah. I don't think he's like a bad dude. He's not like Perry, Perry Farrell. Oh, Perry Farrell. James <laughs> addiction. Ugh. Uh, but I, this is honestly a lot better than I was expecting. I was expecting horseshit. I was expecting awful, boring, uh, but it was just like, Oh, this is just nineties punk, uh, which isn't my bag, but still, uh, what's the other one? I don't mind mean potatoes. I don't mind that one either. That's not, yeah, everything was this kind of like looking at the track listing. You're like, oh, like public hangings, uh-huh. legalized drugs, chaos. Those will be like fun, like fun, iconic fear songs. But they're this kind of there. Public the, hanging, yeah, go ahead. Oh, they're this kind of there in the background, mm-hmm. like you said. If you if you didn't know it was 
fear, you wouldn't be like, who is this no, band? Absolutely not. Uh, Public Hangings, it sounds like the new drummer is trying to channel some spit sticks, like machine gun style stuff. It's okay. It's fine. And that, but I don't, it just overall, the song isn't even great. Also, uh, spit sticks, great name for a drummer. It's great. It's a great it's name. It's clever. It's he, it, yeah. I think he even played with uh, Dick Dale later on in life. Oh, that would make sense. I think he was a surf rock guy, honestly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Very, very similar to, uh, I, I gushed about X's drummer, but I can't think of his. Uh, oh, uh, DJ Bonebreak. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to him. Yeah. Kind of. uh, so one thing that like I, so leaving, we keep saying he's a one trick pony. He does. He has three things. Okay. Beer. Co- beer. Coasting off of the record, and one of them, one, two, three, four. Yeah, the the count of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, back to back. He does it so much on here. He's been doing it in, on every record. He does it on every single record. And, and then the kind of like, like satire lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah they get yeah, like they they'll never be as hilarious as they were in the first album, but or, or yeah, or as clever as uh, a Jello. Oh no, yeah, Jello's. The, the, the whole different yeah whole different breed uh and to go back to one of his tropes the song free beer is a total knockoff of the song more beer from the last album the, I did, yeah i didn't even notice the fucking rhythm of everything like it's like he used the song more beer as a template to write free beer i just don't fucking understand all the beer and then I still think it's one of the better songs, even having said that, though, on this album. Beer Fight. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the song Beer Fight. I hate. Man, there's so much beer. So, I don't even like beer. It's obnoxious. Uh, I felt to be uh, overall, I felt felt it to be very inoffensive musically. Mm-hmm. Pretty average. No highlights, but also no severe lowlights. Just sort of like, all right, it's just pop. Not pop. Punk, but this is a 90s punk album. To uh, me. It falls into the category of sometimes I feel like being boring is the most offensive thing you can do. And that's what they did. It's fucking boring. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what to compare it. If if you like something, then to listen to this, except maybe fuck rodeo, but don't, uh, nothing else. Yeah. Let's, let's stop. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. On right. to the next one. This is 2000s American beer. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. This is a very confusing song, lyrically. Sounding so much older. I love older. I know you like old man voices, but it sounds so fucking weird. It's, it suits the band, but they never like never channel old man voice into like interesting music. No, no. Join this, so we're gonna let's talk. Okay, I sorry, I got my notes earlier. I don't hate this record. You don't. I think this is an improvement. You think it's 
is an improvement. Not by much, but it's an improvement. But that song is confusing if you like look or listen to the lyrics. Like, is he a Christian scientist? Is he talking about plastic surgery? Uh-huh. I don't know what's going on there. It's really fucking uh, weird. I don't know. It's man. really weird. This album sucks, man. <laughs> Fuck this one. Damn near broke me. Did it? I hated this. This was. It's so fucking blind, man. Uh, See, that's yeah. That's how I felt about the last one. Yeah. I don't know why this one felt worse to me. Maybe it's the production. Maybe it's is the that fact that an least, official? Huh? Is that an official accurate? It is not. It okay. just sucks to me. Okay. Like, uh, and this was hard because I do hate this. I do hate this, but. This- it wasn't hard for me. To, really? Yeah, it was oh. very obvious what was getting what. Man, this this man, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's, the production is notably worse than the last one. Very much worse. I don't know if it's Lee. It's like making me sad that he sounds so old and he's still doing this fucking beer bullshit. Uh, that is depressing. But I will say, the older <laughs> the older he gets, uh-huh. like it just. It suits him like getting that haggard. Yeah. <laughs> it like it fits the the like it fits the band. It works for me. But uh-huh. like I said, this never really channeled it into interesting songs. It just makes me feel more and more like he had so little to do with why the first album was so good. Like yeah. As each record comes out, it's like this is getting significantly worse. And the only consistent member is him starting to think that maybe Durf Scratch contributed a fucking lot considering he was only on the first album uh starting to think that the more spit sticks and philo were given freedom the mm. cooler everything the, the, mm-hmm. the cooler everything sounded. that's a stupid sentence the better like everything sounded yeah <laughs> the cooler the cooler uh yeah it just seems like it, it, the more control he has the more generic and unimpressive and fucking boring it gets mm-hmm. um lost in los angeles not an amazing riff. Uh-huh. I think it's a cool riff. And those are like the most haggard. Dude, put it on because the, the 80s-ness of that song made me laugh so much. This. This could be like a, a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Uh, sounds like it should be Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. It does not sound like a 2000. And honestly, it sounds like a... A fucking garage demo. Like that's a weird. It's weird production. A little bit. Um, what else is there to say? Uh, I think thirty third and third. Uh huh. They try to capture some of the silliness of beef baloney. However, they do yeah. not. Honestly, that I think the intro and that the little jazzy sh- jazzy intro in the middle section. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually pretty bitching. Yeah. Uh, it's the rest of the song that I don't think is bitching. Uh. That one and oh, what is it called? Um, I can't even fucking read it. Cat fight, cat fight. Yeah, they're very disjointed. Yeah, but like on purpose. Yeah, I think cat fight's probably the most interesting song on here, uh, beginning and end. Uh, and those are the only two things like I couldn't, I, I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it. I to me, uh, I my favorite song on here is Christmas beer. Which is why I'm like, they're a good Christmas band, because I think that's the best song on here. They, they've already had... They just combined two things they've covered into I, one song. What did I say about that? I, I swear I wrote something about that. Uh, yeah. 
another Christmas beer. Yeah, it, it combines. <laughs> I, man, I'm so angry when I wrote this. I can tell how angry I was. Did it you says, write it in all caps? I, a lot with, of things I, with two fingers. I did write <laughs> uh, on the last album. I wrote in all caps. We get it, dude. You like beer? I did write that. Mm-hmm. But on this one, for that song, I wrote. Uh, that song combines yet another two already done themes. Leaving fucking sucks. So that's my note for another Christmas beer. It does. Um, okay. Another like a weird fucking song. And it's like years too late. What if God's not one of us just feels like it's kind of in response to the song. What if God, what if God was one of Yeah. That's what, a, what year did that? Fuck- 1940. 1940. Mrs. Joan. Osborne that came out like 95 and like five years later he's like huh, <laughs> what if he wasn't one of us he fucking abusive butthead like that yeah. is the most also I hate it <laughs> I hate the song like oh this one oh man ah uh, I can't I couldn't fathom how, do, how do like you- I couldn't pull a bullshit reason out of my ass for anyone to listen to this album how do you feel about hard salami? That's kind of like hard kato salami is a piece of trash. That's like, hey, we're we're jokey. Here's songs about wieners. It is. It's just another knockoff of beef bologna. It's a knockoff of his. He just knocks off his own songs. There's harmonica in there. There too. is. I did. I did appreciate that. I did appreciate yeah. the harmonica for sure. But the way I'm, I, don't, I don't just mean because it's called hard kato salami. And the mm-hmm. other one's beef bologna. I mean, the rhythm of him uh, screaming in the chorus is the same as beef bologna. He's like, again, it sounds like he's modeling the songs after songs he already wrote. It's what I'm confused by. Like, he, he does was, he just suck or does he, is he like doing it on purpose? <laughs> in the, the, with hindsight and listening to all their albums, uh, I would say both. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, very obvious he was trying to tell us what he was going to do next. God damn it. But uh, I wish I hope I, I wish I was missing something. But these are just it's it just seems like a cash grab. Like all of these things seem like he didn't because I also read a thing that like he these songs were written in the 80s or like written way before I could thousand. I, I saw that on the wiki, but there wasn't a uh, a like, right. Uh, a footnote for it so i just yeah uh, some of the songs i think were written by old members maybe that's where i'm assuming it was just something like lying around and he just put piece it into into a new song not like, the good members uh <laughs> no yeah the good the good members i actually interesting but uh yeah i just man i'm just getting bummed out the more i talk about this but i feel bad too because i'm really shitting on them and i really like that record <laughs> whatever so you gave it it's due diligence Goddamn right so let's move on from this piece of shit i was so dead set on this being worse i was so dead set like this fucking blows this is the worst and then we have one more we have one more everybody this is 2012's the fear record god damn it I love living in the city. I really love how haggard his vocals are, but it doesn't excuse this album one bit. This is one of the most inexcusable albums that we've covered on this podcast. Yes. 
wondering what you're hearing this is the song they've already done yes the whole record they george lucas themselves they said our our stuff isn't good enough let's make a special edition if you will a newer a newer a newer hope so yeah wars least favorite least favorite although i for a little bit i was like well it's not worse because these songs are still good the songs are still good because of the almost the same fucking songs it's the same album as the record it's the it's the record it's different track listing different it's different track listing up until disconnected and then it's the same. <laughs> I didn't even fucking notice. It even seems like the fucking the, the change of changing the track listing was like half assed. Mm-hmm. So okay. Oh God. This is not the only instance of this type of thing, though. So Oh no, I, I remember that was uh, a thing. It bands, was a thing bands, for a minute. But they would do like one song and then call it like the 20 whatever version. Kind of. A uh, little bit. So this is just like we're saying, it's just the record re-recorded with an entirely different band. I should also add that the transition from Have Another Beer with Fear to American Beer, basically an entire entire, entire different band. Like yes. he just switches members like fucking God knows what. Uh, often is what I'm trying to say. And here is, yeah, yet another different band. Re-recording of the record. Suicidal Tendencies did this with their first album, which is widely considered their best album which is a fucking amazing album. They re-recorded it as old men for, for why? And then TSOL did it. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know if it was the entire first EP, but it was like a, a bunch of songs. Uh, obviously these guys did it. it I, I can't imagine that it's anything but a fucking cash grab. People the, like the, the record. They didn't like anything that came after the record. Hey, let's re-record the record. There, yeah, there's no reason to do it. And it's just like out of out of place too in like 2012. Yeah. Like, like I said before, that was a great record for the 80s. Yeah. And 2012, it's just like, okay, like it's like the songs are still good. And like the reason why okay. I was going to give it just least favorite and give American Beer Wars because American Beer, I think, is just atrocious. Mm-hmm. And like, I have such a fucking personal vendetta against the recording of this. Like, don't even, why'd you fucking do this? But then I'm thinking, like, if you were to come in not having heard the original and to just hear it like this mm-hmm. with this shitty, shittily performed old man singing. <laughs> oh, Which objective- I'm poor, but not, not like re-recording the club <laughs> objectively worse track listing the order is way fucked it's way mm. less interesting than the original uh in terms of like album flow uh and all the charm of the recording of the original so for example uh where am i where this version of i don't care about you is miserable uh i mentioned that uh spit sticks use like a drum exercise on that mm-hmm. so if you listen to the the uh, the verse on the original, I don't care about you. It's really snappy. It's really tight. It's really almost quiet. It's just, you hear this fucking drum, uh, this, this bass drum and snare going like lightning speed doing this thing. And then it goes into the chorus and it gets big and loud. 
Mm-hmm. Here, it's all just big and loud. Yeah. And it takes away any of that nuance, any of that that kind of cadence that it, the original had. So just the performing of it is already worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes away why the original was so good. Uh, they ruined the solo to We Destroy the Family. The thing that I was gushing about, how Philo played a different type signature on it's top gone. of it, it's gone. Yeah. Now it's just jerk off, doing, dicking around and doing his own fucking thing. It's like everything that I loved about the original is missing here. Mm-hmm. Th- the songs are still fine, but they're not great yeah, you, the way they were. You can't capture lightning in a bottle. Can't, can't. Especially retreading the same waters you've been in before actually did something a little uh unprecedented for this podcast when i realized what was going on i just listened like i listened to the first one and i listened to this one immediately back to back Mm -hmm. to try to compare yes and yeah it does not hit as hard um yeah it's not the like you said i all these little details yep. that made the other album great are just yeah. gone. It's just everything cranked up to 10. Yep. It's just the, it's sounds funny to say this about fear songs. It's the stupid, it's the stupid version. It's the stupid version. It's so funny because songs like getting the brush, which once again, we're going to talk about Durf. That's a Durf song. Mm. Durf sang on that. Now Lee is old manning all over that song. Yeah. The original version sucked. And this version is like, yeah. God, oh my God. He he needs like a, uh, like how Josh Homme worked with Iggy Pop and said, let me, let me help you record some modern rock music. Mm. He needs, he needs someone like that and the dudes from afi are not it oh wait is that who we worked with uh that's who is like in the band really i did not know that uh afi bassist jeff craigs he has a weird last name spelled Mm -hmm. k-r-e-s-g-e craig i'm gonna say craig craigs um yeah just Oh, fucking weird, weird, uncalled for. I want to know who bought this fucking album. Yeah. Or imagine you're like a kid and you ask for like a fear album. It does seem like a kid. And and your parents fucked up and got you this one. Dude, it seems like one of those uh, like old school video games where they would have like this misleading cover art or like they had the Street Fighter game that was called like the Street Fighter. But it had nothing to do with Capcom or like actual Street Fighter. It was like some adventure shitty game. It's like that. It feels like a bait and switch. Mm -hmm. Even the cover, it's like it's eerily similar. It's like they're not really hiding that they're it's just. I I could also even like understand it if like maybe he had like a falling out with whoever owned the rights to the Mm -hmm. original and then so it was this kind of an excuse to like I could even understand that but that's not the fucking case here it's Uh, just I think it's just money man I think he just needed to put out a record and tour for give some to tour Four? I have no idea, honestly, because it couldn't have been couldn't have made that much money, honestly. Uh, I know you don't mind the old man in his voice, but I swear I can hear his fucking mouth on "Give Me Some Action." Like you hear every little <laughs> particle of saliva on there. It's like, oh, 
Oh my god, he's he's so old. Uh, I think if there's some uh, some modern punk people who would want to work with him for whatever reason, I think I think there's uh, which arguably he probably doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Or like he doesn't want to be told what to do. I would bet some money on that. And but on the off chance he did, I think someone could get a uh, an interesting record out of him, performance wise, not writing. I think performance wise, also he's always had a very fucking cool voice. Like as much as I I rip on his blues brothersiness of mm-hmm. everything, it's it's interesting for punk and uh. Also, like with the whole working with him thing, like, he, oh, let me backtrack a little bit. How I said, if he had like beef with the label, maybe I could understand this. Uh-huh. You know who put this out? Huh? Slash records still. The same <laughs> fucking record label. Holy shit. Oh, God. Uh, wait. So, okay. oh, wait. Oh no! Sorry, sorry, not, sorry. Okay. No, it's not. It's like, some can- label called the End. Never mind. Right, I, got, yeah. I got it mixed up. Sorry. I don't think they're still around. Slash, they can't be still around. Are they still around? Sorry. Probably not. No, no. Well, maybe. They- no, no, no. no, no. They, no. they went out. under two thousand. Yeah, they they got one out. Um. Yeah. So looking at the absurd amount of lineup changes that this band has gone through, I can only imagine that leaving is a nightmare to work with, and it's like. It almost, it's, it almost seems obvious based on his like public persona and his whole stage thing, or he's just a big old dickhead. Like I, I obviously it's a lot of that's an act, but you look at lineup changes like this. You can't, you can't hide that. There's gotta be, he's gotta be a nightmare. Although Wikipedia does list that Philo and Spitz are They're back, back with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a full reunion. I don't know who the. The, the current bass player is the AFI guy. Oh, that's the AFI guy. Okay. Um, so yeah, they've been, they were touring before all the, the COVID nonsense. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know how long that was. I wonder how long they've been playing with him. Either way, old uh, man, I'm sure they put, you know, 2018. Okay. So it wasn't that long. Yeah. I'm sure they swept stuff under the rug. I'm sure they're fine, but I still stand by that. He was probably not fun to work with. Maybe not. Maybe not. But really, I wonder if like who wants to see them play anything not off the first. There's no way. Aside from the song more beer, which is fun. And I'm a doctor. Yeah. Essentially a couple songs from the second album. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think so. I don't think they do because like no one does. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of bands, punk bands, who went on to do other stuff, and it was just such a fucking letdown. Like one that I loved that growing up was a band called Seven Seconds, and when I've, uh, dabbled. Yeah, when they went indie or whatever the fuck it was that they went, it was bad. It was rough, and they were actually the first show I ever went to. When I was like Interesting. 12 and uh, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of their worst material at the time. Mm-hmm. So I go, I get to the show and it was like, it didn't even exist. It was all the great songs. It was beginning to end every song I loved. They didn't even acknowledge <laughs> that they had bad songs. I remember like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, Metallica's, new stuff is whatever but when they toured on death magnetic it was like 
you know, they're they're older, but it's like, yeah, they're just playing dope songs. Yeah. Like the album is just an excuse to tour. I remember seeing the set list when that when that album came out. I was like, mm-hmm. this is really good. That's yeah. a really good set list. Holy God. It was great. And yeah. also one of the few uh, big concerts I've got like floor seats for. Oh, so. that must have been intense. It was actually not as intense because it was at the, I believe it's called the Citizens Bank Arena in Ontario, California, not Canada. Um, It's way smaller Mm -hmm. than Staples Center. If you live in the Southern California area and a band is playing, like a big band is playing in ontario fucking do it like it's that good huh so like it's still a big arena but it's it's noticeably smaller uh-huh. and also um that's when metallica had the the coffin stage uh-huh. in the middle uh-huh. so it helped disrupt all the stupid pushing and shit oh, that okay. happens when you go to a yeah a hard rock show that's interesting interesting yeah also, the sword and Lamb of God opened up. That's fucking That's great quite lineup. A, quite a lineup. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, so let's recap. Best personal favorite, the record. Worst, have another beer with fear. Least favorite, the fear record. And best personal favorite, of course, the record. And worst, least favorite, the fear record. Nice and uh, nice and uh, succinct. Best album is the same album as the worst album. What a beautiful bookend to this fucking band. How many podcasts can I go with debut record, best personal favorite, third album, worst? That's interesting. It's it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. Especially lately. Yeah. Uh, But thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, If you want to help us and support us, subscribe on YouTube.com slash every album ever. Apple Podcasts. Spotify, man, I almost started choking right now. Uh, and of course, you can check out the Spotify playlist on Fear. You can find a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching, as well as playlists associated with every episode at everyalbumever.com. Follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And, uh, you know, uh, emails, you want to email us, send any thoughts, suggestions, all that stuff, everyalbumever at gmail.com. <clears throat> oh, man, I'm getting phlegmy. Uh, Patreon, Patreon, man, <laughs> I'm fading all this <laughs> vitriol that I was spewing. I thought I was going to be a tired boy today, but you're, you feel way more tired. I had six slices of pizza. Oh, I'm very fucking nice. <laughs> also nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash every album ever there. We got bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, other perks for fans of the show. Do that or don't do that. It's all good. Uh, I think that's about it. Yep. So, <laughs> final song. That's all you, S.A. Oh, I got it. I got it down. From, obviously, the first album. We gotta get out of this place. It's the last thing that we ever do. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks so much for listening and watching, everybody. See ya. Yeah,